Welcome back to part two, where we ask, what then should we expect? What do the Bible prophecies say about the future? What is the mark of the beast? Who is the king of liars? Why are so many religious people gullible and believe the lies? Here to answer these important questions is our host, John Carter. Did Jesus speak about the spirit of lawlessness that would spread across the world? Yes, he did. And the operative word is lawlessness. Let me read your text. I'm going to take it here out of Matthew 24, 11, 12, and 13. Then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. And because lawlessness will abound... The operative word, did you get it? Lawlessness, because lawlessness will abound. The love of many, or the Greek says, the love of the most will grow cold. But he who endures to the end shall be saved. So the Bible talks, my friend, about a spirit of lawlessness. We're talking here about a hatred of the law of God. The Bible says in the last days, there will arise this fiendish spirit of lawlessness where so many people, even preachers, will hate the law of God. Now, a certain famous man in America helped this movement of lawlessness along when he said, marriage is no longer just between a man and a woman. What he did, my friend he overthrew at least 6,000 years of culture, tradition, law, and truth. What he did, he poked his finger into the dam and the water started to come out. And the water of lawlessness has been flooding out ever since. And today, anything is permissible. And they're teaching this stuff to our little children and our grandchildren in the schools. You're a boy? Hey, you may really be a little girl. And the little boy says, Mommy, am I a boy? Well, I don't know if you're really a boy or not. We'll have to wait until you grow up. And then when you grow up, we're going to make a decision to see whether you're a boy or a girl. We're teaching this stuff in the schools. This is a spirit of lawlessness and rebellion against God. It is a fulfillment of Bible prophecy. Jesus predicted it. Do you ever feel for your safety in this lawless age? Uh, not especially. <laughs> I think of my old Bible teacher at Avondale College many, many years ago, before most of you folks were even born, his name was Nelson Burns. And he said, you are immortal in this life and in this world until your work on earth is done. Did you get this? You're immortal until your work on earth is done. We read in the scriptures about Jesus. His time had not yet come. His time had not yet come. His time had not yet come. Nothing can touch you until your time has come. I've been to some pretty dangerous places. I've been to Africa, 
the most dangerous continent on the face of the earth. I've run campaigns in Johannesburg, one of the most dangerous cities in the world. I've run a campaign in Port Moresby, PNG, one of the most dangerous cities in the world. I've been to Russia, been to Ukraine, been to India, been to Latin America. I've been to places where there are gangs. Yeah, I've been to places that are gang infested, but I never felt afraid because I'm immortal until my work on earth is done. This means nothing can touch me, nothing can touch you. While your life is in the hands of God. No, I'm not afraid of lawless men. What I'm afraid of is that somehow I will compromise my faith and I will stop preaching the word of God. Once I do this, my friend, uh, God will take his spirit from me. But by the grace of God, I plan to keep on, keeping on, keeping on, keeping on, so help me God. What does Jesus mean when he talks about the abomination of desolation? I hope I can answer it, Wayne, to your satisfaction. Let me read you Matthew 24, 15 and 16. The New King James Version, listen up. Therefore, when you see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet, stand in the holy place. Whoever reads, let him understand. Then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. You want to hear a bit of history? In 66 AD, you know what AD means, don't you? Anno Domini, in the year of our Lord, the atheists and the skeptics and the critics and the communists are trying to do away with BC and AD because they're so intolerant. Anno Domini, 66 in the year of our Lord, the Jewish people revolted against the Romans. And so the Romans sent down one of their leading generals from Syria. He was a gentleman, no gentleman really. He was a, a Roman patriot by the name of Cestius Gallus. He brought his armies around Jerusalem and his armies stood in the holy place. The armies of the Romans were the abomination of desolation. And when Jesus spoke about this, he was seeing into the future and he was talking about the coming of the Roman armies that would come against the people of God. It's going to happen again, my friend. It's going to happen again. When does the Great Tribulation take place? Most of us have been taught it happens after the rapture. Well, my dear friend, it's not what most of us have been taught that counts. What happens is what is taught in the Holy Scriptures. I don't want to be preaching false doctrine. I don't want to be preaching a wrong interpretation of Bible prophecy. The greatest need for people today is to smarten up by getting a knowledge of the scriptures and not be brainwashed by phony false prophets. Let me read you a text on the great tribulation. Matthew 24 verse 20 to 22. 
and pray that your flight will not be in winter or on the Sabbath. Hey, apparently the Sabbath is going to have some significance in the last days. Pray that your flight won't be in the winter or on the Sabbath, for then there will be great tribulation, such as has not been since the beginning of the world until this time, no, nor ever shall be. And unless those days were shortened, no flesh would be saved. But for the sake of the elect, those days will be shortened. Who on earth are the elect? The elect are the people of God. The Bible says that this time of tribulation is going to be so bad, it's going to be so intense, that if God did not shorten those days, None of God's church would survive those days. Therefore, God's church is right on this earth during the great tribulation, which is followed by the second coming of Christ. I know that most people today, most people in the United States of America, most Christian people seem to think that the tribulation comes after the second coming. This is because they do not believe the words of Christ. Now, let me read you something else. Matthew 24, 28 to 30. Please listen up. Jesus said, For wherever the carcass is, there the eagles will be gathered together. The whole world becomes a, a stinking carcass. And the eagles come. That's the symbol of judgment. Jesus said, Immediately after the tribulation of those days, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light, the stars will fall from heaven and the powers of the heavens will be shaken. Then the sign of the Son of Man will appear in the heavens and all that then all the tribes of the earth will mourn. They will see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory, it's as plain as the nose on your face. <laughs> How can people get it so wrong? Jesus says there are great celestial events, great signs in the heavens. You're going to see it, my friend. Jesus says the great tribulation comes, this tremendous, tremendous tribulation comes. And then Jesus says, after this great tribulation, the sign of the Son of Man appears in the heavens and we see Christ coming with power and great glory and he comes and he takes his people home to glory. And so, let me make it plain. You're going to have this tremendous tribulation. God's people are going to go through that great tribulation. God doesn't save them from the great tribulation, he saves them in the midst of the great tribulation. Not from, but in the midst of the great tribulation. So you're going to have this terrible tribulation, you're going to have these great celestial signs, God's people are on the earth, and then Christ comes and he saves his people. We are on the winning side. This is the good news. Can Satan work miracles? Well, you better believe it. Of course the devil can work miracles. 
The devil is a, fall, a, a fallen angel, but still he is a mighty, mighty, powerful, fallen angel, and he works miracles, and he's got most people completely mixed up today. He's got most people completely deceived. Maybe he's got you deceived, my friend. And he deceives those people who don't believe the truth of the Bible, but go according to their own opinions. Now here's the text, 2 Thessalonians 2.9. The coming of the lawless one. There it is again. The lawless one. The devil hates the law of God. The devil hates the Ten Commandments. The devil hates the truth about marriage. The devil hates the truth about God. The devil is the great hater. The coming of the lawless one is according to the working of Satan with all power, signs and lying wonders. The Bible teaches that Satan, who is alive and well on planet Earth, is the great deceiver and the great miracle worker. Most people in America, at least, and I think in Australia, most Christians, it seems to me, seem to think that if a miracle happens, God is behind it. No. A miracle simply proves there is a supernatural force that is working and the devil can work miracles. You and I better smarten up. Who is the man of sin that is described by Paul the Apostle? Wayne, you ask me this pertinent, soul-searching, strong question. Who is the man of sin? Well, of course, he's the man of lawlessness. When you see this lawlessness today in America, on the streets of America, when you hear preachers preaching that the law of God is abolished, when you see the United States Supreme Court doing away with the law of God, you know it is the spirit of lawlessness. And the lawless one, when you go back to basics, is Satan and Lucifer. 2 Thessalonians 2, 9 to 12. Would you listen up? The coming of the lawless one is according to the working of Satan with all power, signs and lying wonders. People say, oh, when you've got power and signs, that shows God is there. No, it doesn't. Maybe the devil. And with all unrighteous deception among those who perish because they did not receive the love of the truth that they might be saved. For this reason, for this reason, God will send them strong delusion that they should believe the lie, that they all may be condemned who did not believe the truth but had pleasure in unrighteousness. Now the great deception is going to be over truth. There's going to be lots of miracles, there's going to be lots of signs, going to be lots of wonders, and billions of people are going to say, this is Jesus. It's not Jesus at all. It's Satan. How can you tell the difference by getting to know Jesus and by reading your Bibles and by keeping the commandments of God and by following the truth? My friend, this prophecy is already being fulfilled and millions of people are going to be, they're being deceived right now. 
Can you give us examples in history of people believing the lies told by this super liar? Why, bless your heart, we've seen a few of those, have we not? You go back, not that long ago, back to the days of Hitler. Now the Germans are very smart people. They're intelligent. Uh, they're sophisticated. They're educated. They gave us Einstein, who gave us the theory of relativity. E equals MC squared. So the Germans are smart. And 95% of the Germans, some say more than 95%, but 95% of the Germans shouted, Sieg Heil, Sieg Heil, and they bowed down before Hitler. And they caused the deaths of 80 million people around the world. They butchered the Jews by the millions. Hey, it's a bit scary, isn't it? The smart Christian people, they were mainly Lutherans and Roman Catholics and other Protestants as well. They believed lies. So how can we be saved? By being smart and by following Christ and thinking for ourselves and by studying the scriptures and by refusing to be brainwashed by the corrupt media. You listening? What is truth? Can't we all have our own truth? Oh, so sorry. No, you can't have your own truth, Wayne, and my distinguished audience. Truth is not subjective. I don't have my own private truth. The earth goes around the sun. That's not my truth. <laughs> the earth is a sphere. That's not my opinion. That's not my truth. Marriage is between a man and a woman. That's the truth. The seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord your God. That's not my opinion. That is the truth. Jesus Christ is the Son of God. He is the saviour of the world. That is not my opinion. That is not my private truth. Truth is not... I was watching a programme in Australia and uh, it was on the ABC and uh, the commentator said, can I have your truth? The lady said, yes, I'm happy to share my truth. I thought, what stupidity. There's no such thing as private truth. Now, it is also truth that God loves people. God loves you. And Jesus said, sanctify them by the truth. Your word is the truth. If you want ultimate truth about ultimate reality, you get it here in the word of God. When did you last read it, my friend? We need to be reading our Bibles every day. We need to smarten up and understand the truth. What is the mark of the beast? What is the mark of the beast, my friend Wayne says? Would you like to have an answer? <laughs> well, let me read you from the apocalypse that you all know is the book of Revelation. This is out of the new KJV. Uh, Revelation 13, 16 and 17. He causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, 
to receive a mark on the right hand or on the forehead. And that no one may buy or sell except one who has the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Uh, I don't have a lot of time to talk about this, but let me try to summarize it. In the last days, I've studied these prophecies and I, I believe I understand these prophecies. And we can see these prophecies coming to pass. The Bible indicates there's going to come an unholy alliance and unholy marriage between church and state starting, we believe, in the United States of America. It'll be what is called a theocracy where people think they're going to put God in charge of everything when in fact they're putting the devil in charge of everything. And then conditions in this world are going to get so bad, crime is going to get so bad, violence is going to get so bad, natural disasters are going to get so bad, wars are going to get so bad, the risk of annihilation is going to get so bad, people are going to say in their desperation, these things are happening to us because we've turned away from God. We've got to get back to God. And then they're going to say, we're going to have our, our own laws. Well, really, they're going to be God's laws, but we're going to enforce this certain mark. Now, I don't have time today to talk about this mark, this identifying mark. People are going to get it in their foreheads because they choose it. And other people are going to get it in their hands because they just go along with the crowd. You know what I'm talking about? Dummies that just go along with the crowd. They get all their information off the media, through the media, which no longer is giving objective truth, but simply giving opinions and propaganda. Did you know this? Most of the media today is simply giving propaganda and falsifications, not even trying to tell the truth. And so this mark is going to be in force. And most people are going to do what they did in Germany during the time of Hitler. They're just going to go along to get along. You hear this? They're just going to go along to get along. They're going to compromise. Mediocre people will do mediocre things. They want to stay in with the crowd. They have the herd mentality. They go with the crowd. They don't think for themselves. All they think about, all they think about is their own security and their own prosperity and their own well-being and their own bank accounts. That's why it says, unless you get this thing, this mark, you won't be allowed to buy or sell. And the vast majority of people are going to say, well, whatever affects my bank account or my income or my wealth, that's the thing that counts for me. I'll do it. And when people sell their souls for money, and when they break the law of God for popularity, when they go along with the decree of the church instead of the commandments of God, then, my friend, they get 
the mark of the beast. And people are ready to, to receive the mark of the beast right now because they're prepared to follow tradition and miracles and dreams and false prophets and false politicians also instead of Jesus who said, I am the way, the truth and the life. My friend, these are serious times. You and I better wake up. We better get smart. We better follow Jesus and get the seal of God. What do you think? Is there any good news in the prophecies? Yeah, there's plenty of good news in the prophecies. The good news is that God is going to have a people. God is going to have a people in the last days. They won't bend. They won't bow. uh, They won't budge like the three Hebrews on the plain of Dura back in the days of Babylon. He's going to have people who got fire in their bellies and Christ in their hearts. Stubborn people. You say, well, stubbornness is wrong. No, 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 no. Stubbornness for the cause of Christ is good. God's going to have a people. And then Christ is going to come. Ah, listen. Revelation 19. Now I saw heaven open and behold a white horse and he who sat on him was called faithful and true. In righteousness he judges and makes war. His eyes were like a flame of fire. On his head were many crowns. He had a name written that one no one knew except himself. He was clothed with a robe dipped in blood and his name is called the Word of God. It's Jesus. The armies in heaven clothed in fine linen, white and clean, followed him on white horses. This is a symbolic apocalyptic picture of the return of the king. The good news is this. He's still listening. The good news is this. Christ is going to come. The birth pains are going to give birth to a new creation, a new world. No pain, no sickness, no death, no disease. Christ is coming. The king is coming. That is the good news. What should we do? Stop believing man-made religion. Stop following phony false prophets. Stop following lies. Believe the truth. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Listen, my friend, let's smarten up today in this apocalyptic age. Believe in the Christ who believes in you. Amen and amen. The Carter Report has a new weekly updated message for you from Pastor Carter. This update is not available on your normal broadcast station. It is only available on your favorite streaming device. Roku, Amazon Fire, YouTube, Apple TV, Vimeo, our podcast, The Carter Report website. Also, the official Carter Report mobile app. You receive these additional weekly updates only by streaming. They are not available through your broadcast station. Pastor Carter updates crucial issues happening in our world every week. 
the most current events facing each and every one of us are explored in a new light. Get your exclusive new weekly updates through the Carter Report app, only available on your streaming device. Find out now what important stories are included in this week's update. For a copy of today's program, please contact us at P.O. Box 1900, Thousand Oaks, California, 91358. Or in Australia, contact us at P.O. Box 861, Terrigal, New South Wales, 2260. This program is made possible through the generous support of viewers like you. We thank you for your continued support. May God richly bless you.